Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey folks, today's show is brought to you in part by Omaha Steaks. Make your house your favorite new restaurant this spring with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. You ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so damn good? Well, of course, I've got the answer for you. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days, and that's where all the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers package are four iconic fork tender butcher cut filet mignons, four ultra juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, my favorite thing in the world, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today. Save over 50%, plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers for free, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Tomorrow morning, the White House is sending a bill to Congress for its consideration. It's White House Resolution 455, an energy bill requiring a 20% reduction of the emission of fossil fuels over the next 10 years. It is by far the most aggressive stride ever taken in the fight to reverse the effects of global warming. The other piece of legislation is the crime bill. As of today, it no longer exists. I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out and writing a law that makes sense. You cannot address crime prevention without getting rid of assault weapons and handguns. I consider them a threat to national security, and I will go door to door if I have to, but I'm going to convince Americans that I'm right, and I'm going to get the guns. We've got serious problems, and we need serious people. And if you want to talk about character, Bob, you better come at me with more than a burning flag and a membership card. If you want to talk about character and American values, fine. Just tell me where and when, and I'll show up. This is a time for serious people, Bob, and your 15 minutes are up. My name is Andrew Shepard, and I am the president. Bob Seska! If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show! Can you imagine if Joe Biden said that? I'm going to go door to door and I'm going to get the guns. Dare to dream, huh? From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 23, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 63 of the Biden-Harris administration, 594 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Oh, look, here he is. It's Buzz Burbank sitting right over there. Yeah. you say Buzz Burbank. No. You said it all. <laughs> Hi, hello. No, no, no. It's Tuesday. I don't care what Ron Johnson says. <laughs> that asshole. Oh, sorry. I, 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 hi, Bob. Hi, hi everybody. Hello. Uh, he, he's Bob. Yeah. I'm Buzz. And we're not into spring breakers. We're inside our spring bunkers. 
still, still to this day, more than a year for me. Thank you very much. Better, better safe yeah. than sick. Uh, you've seen the pictures of the crowded beaches here in Florida, I'm yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, heart-wrenching. For bringing back the spring breakers at full capacity, uh, Ron DeSantis is now considered the country's smartest tourism governor if you're a virus. And he happens to be both, a tourism governor and a virus. Yeah, virus, yes. And and see, uh, in the news, President Biden keeps falling upward uh, in the polls. (laughs) 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 That's right. Biden now has a 55% approval rating. Mm -hmm. Uh, The former guy, meanwhile, was photographed angrily pounding a golf (laughs) green with his club. (laughs) He was beating that green almost as hard as Biden beat him. Awesome. Uh, Trump was right about one thing, though. Uh, mm. the, the ratings for TV news have tanked mm. now that he's gone. He said that would happen, and it happened. You know, it's kind of like when people turn off their weather radios after a tornado's flattened the house. The Bob Seska <laughs> Show. <laughs> the Gunsplainer, <laughs> starring Chuck Boltback. <laughs> Brought to you by Chesterfield Cigarettes, mm. when one lung is enough. <laughs> the Gunsplainer roamed the West but only appeared to people after there was trouble. Oh, my. Them engines just came out of nowhere. Well. Thank God nobody's hurt. They attacked our wagon train with Winchesters. Pardon me, ma'am. Where'd you come from? Those weren't Winchesters. What? You know, used by the Redskins. Excuse me? Uh, Native Americans. The rifle used by the Radicals was the Colt Burgess rifle, also known as the 1883 Burgess rifle, a lever-action repeating rifle, which, although utilizing the same 4440 Winchester cartridge... We need some help here, mister. Has an octagonally shaped 650-millimeter barrel, and actually a stronger action design than the Winchester. Is anybody going to help? Because it has a toggle joint system to lock the breech block and the extension of the loading lever. <laughs> oh, lever's forget it, Mary. Let's go. No kidding. What a People don't know. They just don't know. They have no idea. By the way, who was that balding, overweight, middle-aged man? I wanted to smack him. That was the gunsplainer. Stay tuned now for Have Gun, Will Troll. <laughs> oh, Roger oh, Mountain Mike, a classic right there. Also Fantastic. featuring uh, Mary Ann Steve in Ann Arbor, Richard Hensel, and Jeff Hoyt. Wonderful work. Oh, my God, there, I love that. There it is, the new yeah. remix. Yeah, you know, I, I, with bits like that, I want to laugh, and then after they're done, I want to cry. Because here we go again. My God. Second mass shooting in a week. Uh, this mm-hmm. time, 10 people uh, were killed between the ages of 20 and 65 yep. uh, as uh, we do the show here the suspected gunman is still in the hospital a 21 year old uh, and is now facing 10 charges of murder yeah, there's one uh, one cop was killed in the process. This yes, is at a, uh, a good cop. Yeah, it was it. What's the name of the grocery store chain? King Supers is that was? Yeah, Supers spelled S O O P E R S. But right. yeah, King Supers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to be the victim of a uh, a mass shooting in this country, we're getting to that point where we're just talking statistics now because it just happens. It keeps happening and happening and happening. And uh, we often revert to the old scripts, the old you know uh, thoughts and prayers and of course Ted Cruz is giving his thoughts and prayers to the victims and not giving a shit about the basic problem here which is the fucking guns my god if if I may interject I one of my first thoughts after processing what happened late last night was to this morning go to the covid death figures for Colorado uh, for that day, for for yeah. yesterday, yeah, and uh, uh, twice as many people, more than twice as many people, died in that supermarket than died of COVID in Colorado on that day. On uh, four, there were four COVID deaths, ten gun deaths in that one shooting that we know of. There, there of course, had to be other gun deaths throughout the state, uh, as there always are. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this was the mass shooting in which ten people died, yeah. and and it's all it, it just to show how numbers. Are, can be misleading as well. It's uh, the number of people killed in uh, Colorado yesterday by gunfire is only one-fourth of the number of people who died of COVID in Florida yesterday. Jesus Christ. I mean, what we're talking about here is, and I go back to this word quite a bit when this subject comes up, it's a hobby for a lot of people. And once you get that many guns, or you get your hands on just one AR-15, to Mm. me, if you're predisposed to buying one, you're also predisposed to eventually using it in some, some way, you know? 
you, you've crossed a line in the the in last week's shooting, mass shooting that we should not forget. Yeah. Uh, the gunman bought his gun the same day as the shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something terribly, terribly wrong with this system. Yeah. And most Americans know it. In fact, it, what is it? It hasn't been 10 days, I don't think, since uh, the Democratic House passed uh, a couple of bills uh, for gun safety. Mm-hmm. And they are principles, they're gun reforms, uh, uh, closing loopholes and such, that are supported by 80, 90% of the American people. When do the American people agree on anything to the numbers of 80 and 90%? It never happens. But Congress, at least uh, the House, has now passed uh, two bills that that could help us a lot. And uh, now it's, of course, up to the Senate uh, uh, bringing back the importance of of the filibuster, of, of fixing the filibuster. But, uh, uh, you know, and that's one of the things we have to do if we want if we really want to do gun reform this time. Uh, step one, uh, reform the filibuster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't even know if that's going to help at this point, because I feel really? like the, the constituency for people who are opposed to gun control measures isn't the American people. It isn't the, you know, you got like 90% of uh, NRA members, for example, supporting expanded background checks and so on. Uh, A vast supermajority of Republicans supporting expanded background checks and things of that nature, sensible gun control measures, and yet they still don't happen. Why? Because the gun lobby is the constituency, not the people who support these gun control measures. That has been the case, but really is less so now, and the NRA has lost tremendous momentum there are yeah. a lot of second amendment folks still out there mm. uh to be sure and that's why you you see uh, some of the poll numbers you do see on that and 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 as you were pointing out republicans in office are already out there uh defending the second amendment yeah. uh as the bodies grow cold from yesterday's mass shooting yeah well in this case too the nra still seems to be having some sort of control over this they still seem to be sticking their disgusting, villainous noses into just about everything. And in this case, a Colorado judge gave law-abiding gun owners something to celebrate. In in an NRA-supported case, he ruled that the city of Boulder's ban on commonly owned rifles, AR-15s, and 10-plus round magazines was preempted by state law and struck that ban down. So the NRA did have some uh, direct... Uh, involvement in uh, at least the fact that you know the city of Boulder tried to ban AR-15s, and the NRA said, "Ah, ah, ah we're going to step yeah. in. We're going to do what we can. We're going to pump as much money as we can well, in here to get the state law to overrule the local law in this case." And that's—I uh, don't but, know if that contributed to the shooter getting his hands on an AR-15, but you know, there's it, a possibility. It, yeah. it doesn't look good for the judge's yeah. ruling, does it? Uh, I, you know, we, we're stocked with conservative judges right now, uh, mm-hmm. but there are things we can still do legislatively. And let me take this opportunity because you, you brought up the disparity between state and local law, yeah. and we're seeing that in Texas with the COVID, and they, they, you know, where a, a progressive town uh, decides to defend itself in one way or another from one scourge or another, and uh, the Republican controlled state officials step in and put a stop to it. Yeah, and and so the same thing has happened here in Colorado with guns. Uh, and this, uh, if I may take another opportunity to underscore this, uh, raises the importance of everyone getting involved in their state and local elections because that's what's controlling things right now uh, unless and until the federal government steps in and and you're right it will be tough at the federal level and and in the senate i will never get joe manchin's vote so we're going to have to win a couple of republicans somewhere along the way in yeah. order to get this through the senate but let it be known by the public that the democratic con- controlled house uh, has passed gun reform on which we all agree. Yeah. And uh, so it's not like nobody's doing nothing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's up to us, I think, uh, the voters, to make changes at the state and local level and and get back control of, of our own safety. Yeah, you know, I think some of this shit has to be aimed directly at this one particular style of rifle, and it's the most popular yep. rifle in the United States right now. It in is. fact, it's they it refer is. to it as America's Rifle, right? That's yeah. the, uh, that's the nickname. Us. Yeah, this is the whole line of AR-15-style rifles. Mm-hmm. 17 million-plus 
owners of AR-15s in this fucking country. And that doesn't mean that there's just 17 million AR-15s. We're talking about at least 17 million AR-15s, if you include people who own multiple AR-15s, you know, and that's quite a few people, I'm sure, own an arsenal of these things. They're enormously popular, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons they're popular is because... Because uh, they're, they're, they're good for shooting squirrels? <laughs> that's right. Well, it's also because they look like they're badass military rifles. They, you know, were the guys, designed, yeah. they were designed to copy the now-retired, I believe, military M16 rifle. That's mm-hmm. it. It's this is the assault rifle 15, the AR 15. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was one breakthrough in the last four years, and I'm not sure where that actually stands at this point. I don't know how uh, effective it's been, but, you know, for all of his fucking criminality, villainy, and all the rest of it, Donald Trump banned bump stocks, which was a, a, a modifying uh, attachment that you can add to your AR-15 to get it to spray bullets like a hose. Which it is was a, a, it, and, and really, and in some ways, that was to placate uh, country music fans uh, and, and who mourn, who like the rest of us, mourned the loss in Las Vegas. Right, uh, the guy right. that came right after the Las Vegas shootings mm-hmm. that he did that. Uh, I, I think Biden is predisposed to, to take action based on uh, previous remarks. And I know for a fact that today uh, Biden is being briefed on not only the Colorado shooting, but uh, our, our gun problem in general. And yeah. so he may have a thing or two to say about that soon. And he's proven to be a, a pretty effective leader so far. Uh, I would reference uh, from what we allege was a monologue uh, that the 55% approval rating he has now, according to 538. I I think this whole issue is a matter of the tail wagging the dog. I mean, we've got a Mm -hmm. very small minority of people in this country who support Mm -hmm. unfettered uh, gun access and who would oppose any possible step toward gun control measures to add on to the slate of ones that already exist. And and, and, and but, most of them are loud, annoying assholes. <laughs> That's exactly, they are. They really, really are. And so what happens is the loudness, the volume of their voices tends to overstate the numbers mm-hmm. of the actual mm-hmm. supporters of that extreme position, the NRA right. extreme position. Most Americans want this shit to happen, as we were just saying, but yep. yet you've got this loud ass lobby group uh, mm-hmm. plus attached to the Republican Party and the uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex using well, this as a wedge but, issue. You know what I mean? To, and, yeah, and, they're coming the for club. your guns. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, but the Second Amendment ploy is the one that drives me nuts the most because oh, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, what it's being used for is it has nothing to do with constitutional liberty or anything like that. What the Second Amendment argument is all about now, especially by groups like the NRA and the other uh, members of the gun lobby, is uh, we're going to use this as a marketing tool. This is going to be like a log line in an advertising campaign. It's the it's all about the Second Amendment. Just buy more rifles. That's what you want. This is all about selling as many guns as possible. Oh, yeah. The goal of the NRA is to sell guns. This is a That's retail true. operation. It, yeah. This is absolutely true. This was not the original NRA. I don't remember when. Maybe it was in the 60s or 70s, maybe in the 70s. The NRA shifted from representing its members to representing gun manufacturers, yeah. and of course, money talks, uh, and that's that's how that happened. That's that's how the gun lobby got hold of uh, the NRA, how the gun makers got hold of the NRA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it 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 started out. I mean, uh, not to defend guns or or even the original NRA, but it was a hunting safety organization. Yeah, it it that that's all it that's the, its only purpose back then. Oh yeah, and uh, it, it was the gun lobby, uh, the gun manufacturers who who turned it into what it is today, and uh, a lot of uh, people across the country. Uh, I boy, I hesitate. I'm trying not to call them names, but uh, a lot of a lot of people around the country uh, have have taken that up as a cause and believe that by gosh, if you come after their Second Amendment, you'll come after their First Amendment. And this isn't about this. This is about public safety. I liked the sarcasm of one of our progressive uh, 
social media leaders. I've forgotten uh, which who it was, uh, but uh, he posted that a well-regulated militia shot and killed ten people in a grocery store yesterday. That's right. Yeah, and uh, that's 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 what you'll hear from the Second Amendment folk is, uh, well, it's for a well-regulated, yeah, it's for a militia. They they always ignore the well-regulated militia part. <laughs> that's right, uh, and and it's, so it's, I think it's good to remind them. And so you've got this uh, almost biblical level of enthusiasm that they try to build up around the Second Amendment, right? It's almost a sacrosanct kind of uh, provincial uh, Second Amendment that cannot be touched whatsoever. Right. Every yeah. every constitutional liberty that we have in this country has very sensible uh, regulations around the periphery of it. It's how we operate in this country. You don't have absolute free speech in this country. Likewise, no. and this goes directly to what you said about well-regulated in the Second mm-hmm. Amendment. You, you got a retail product where if it is uh, used for the expressed intention of, of why it was created, I mean, the AR-15, it, like, you don't need yes. it to shoot squirrels. The AR-15 <laughs> has person-stopping power. Yes. And so that's Many why. Persons. Yeah, yeah. So if that is the stated intention, I mean, why are we shocked when someone uses it for that intention? You got to get Why are these, there any yeah. of them out there? Yeah, exactly right. And so you have this retail product being sold by lobbyist groups and marketed under the concept of, well, this is your constitutional liberty to be able to own one of these products. And these people are so dense, they don't know that they're being exploited to sell merchandise. My God, they're insane. And 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 that fear, which you've talked about before, fear is being used to yeah. pr- prompt them to buy more guns, which they do every time something political happens. Mm-hmm. If Obama gets elected, they all run out and buy guns because they think he's going to take their guns. Yeah. And then Trump gets elected and they go, oh, it's a holiday. And then they all run out and buy guns. And any political excuse, anything that happens on the political timeline is an excuse for them to go out and buy more guns. And they are, they they continue are not only being sold on guns, they're being scared into them. I always go back to that post 9-11 era where there were a lot of Republicans going around saying, hey, you know what? This guy tried to light his shoes on fire, blow up this airplane. What we really need to do is get TSA having, having us take our shoes off, you know, for the next 20 plus years. But yeah, this is why, yeah, and this is why I never wear underwear when I fly. So. <laughs> oh, so you're the one. That's why the seats smell funny. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but anyway, so what happens is uh, these same people feel like, well, oh, this, all these mass shootings with AR-15s. Well, we can't, we can't touch the AR-15s. I mean, no, right? Not, not in any Amendment. way, shape, or form. We can't, we can't take Amendment. those away. <laughs> yeah, Second Amendment. Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah, but we can. Everyone's got to take their goddamn shoes off before getting on an airplane. We have to do that. I mean, the the inconsistencies and hypocrisy is staggering, especially in the face of these shootings. And, you know, I see, you know, tragedy like what happened in Boulder, Colorado yesterday. And this seems like we've reached a tipping point sometimes. And you see well, a, a we shooting feel that like, every time. Yeah, know. exactly. The Pulse nightclub or Parkland. And we, we get to that thing where it was just like, how can this continue to go on? Why, oh, why is there no change? Well, look, I mean, if the murder of six-year-olds at Sandy Hook Elementary School didn't change a goddamn thing, what, what, what's it going to take before we go and get the guns? What's it going to take before we do a serious buyback program well, with these assault s- rifles? Stay tuned. I think we may hear some very interesting and, and powerful proposals over the next week. It's wishful thinking on my part, but yeah. I, I feel good about it. I, I don't think it's silly wishful thinking. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if President Biden has something to say about this. I wouldn't be surprised if even more initiatives, perhaps to ban the AR-15, are not introduced in, in Congress. I, I know we face a really tough uh, battle in the Senate, even if we, as you said, even if we eliminate or uh, reform the filibuster, uh, it, it's still going to be a tough go. But uh, th- if it's something the American people want, and I, I don't know where we can get with this, and and maybe we maybe we have to be smarter than the American people in making our laws. We'll yeah. we'll see. Well, we also have an angry uh, angry man issue in this country yes. where oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we have been, there's a, a segment of this population and maybe a very, very small segment given the number of mass shootings r- related to the overall population of this country. Uh-huh. But the fact is, is that we do have a, 
angry outburst prone thing with men right now. And this is just a yet another example of all of that. And I think to the previous mass shooting from last week, for example, where the excuse now is that, oh, this guy was just having a bad day. And oh, the yeah, reason he did it is because he's yes. a sex addict or whatever right, the lame right. excuse was for yeah. all that. Well, you know, you know how many millions of women go sexually unsatisfied in their relationships or their sexual encounters every fucking day of the week? I mean, millions and millions and millions of women. I would say the vast majority of women go completely none, unsatisfied. Yeah. N- none that I know, but <laughs> So say we all, right? Um, That's right. But uh, the fact is that you don't see women going around picking up firearms and gunning down, you know, 10, 12 people. No, it's a... It's a testosterone thing to yeah. be sure, but but and it's not just a male thing; it's an anger thing. Yes. Uh, I, let me let me play with an idea out loud. Let me think out loud here for a second and make a very bizarre comparison. Maybe uh, mass shooters are a little like uh, the people who call radio talk shows. Ah. And and here's what I mean by that, and uh-huh. why I hope it's not completely silly. Uh, there are a lot of people listening to a show, to a radio show, but only 1%, actually fewer than 1%, yeah. will ever actually pick up a phone and call. That call is the lifeblood, the backbone of that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those calls that come in are, but they, the people who call in represent less than 1% of the people listening. Yeah, so, right. you know, that's certainly no way to, to, to gauge things. Uh, mass shooters, there is an anger you, the subject is anger. There's an anger throughout this country, uh, and and I think fewer than one percent of the anger, the angry people out there, pick up a gun and 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 go kill people. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's an anger problem. Not just uh, there's a, a testosterone problem, but there's an anger problem in so many Americans, including I think some women. Yeah. Uh, particularly on the conservative side. Uh, they're just bitter. Mm-hmm. They're just absolute. There's a lot of bitterness over there. I I'm related to someone who's bitter about about the way things are right now. Yeah. Uh, and and they're they're angry. Uh, not every, all of them will take action, but there is a national anger problem uh, that that exacerbates the uh, obvious gun problem we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Well, and also look, the example that's set by our political leadership in this country is that if if we have a conflict, if we have some people that we don't really like what they're doing, and uh, they piss us off, then what do we invariably do? We go in and we bomb them or we invade them or something along those lines. We Especially solve, if they're brown people. Yes, exactly. Too often we go and we solve problems at the point of a gun or at the point of a missile or uh, any other right. form of weapon. White phosphorus, in some cases, going back to the Iraq War. And, you know, look, no wonder people in this country think, oh, Oh, so this is how you solve problems. You go around well, and you shoot it, and then yeah. you get you get you get Republican uh, politicians running advertisements in which the way they're solving problems, the way they're striking down legislation, you know, they'll say in a figurative sense, we're just doing this as a metaphor. They, you know, they go and shoot the Affordable Care Act in their commercials, like uh, Rand Paul did, or they shoot the tax wow. code, like some of these other Republican candidates do, and so that message gets out. Oh, so this is yeah. how we create political change in this country. We shoot things. I see that's yeah, how it goes I mean, g-, g gordon liddy would uh you know employ his, what his grandkids his kids his grandkids <laughs> and uh put up pictures of clinton for them to shoot at uh that was their target <laughs> for target damn. practice yeah uh you know that's the kind of that's the kind of attitude that there are your responsible gun owners yeah that's exactly right and look i can't even remember the number of articles i've written in which i've compiled a series of videos i think it was Rand paul shooting mm-hmm. the tax code someone else shooting a bunch of people shot the affordable care i remember one republican yeah. running for office just not only shot the affordable care act but blew it up using explosives <laughs> joe manchin De- democratic senator joe manchin uh, has shot something i don't remember yeah but to, to show his political opposition to it and and again that's how he remains elected in a republican state mm-hmm. uh, but uh but he's not going to be very helpful to us yeah and again these people that are uh, looking at those commercials and going hey yeah i should vote for that guy because you know he's shooting the affordable care act it doesn't matter that there are a small percentage of oh. American voters because the people that, that those advertisements appeal to 
are the lobbyists who are helping to finance those commercials. That's what that's all about. Let's make sure we've got our ducks well, in a row for the it's, NRA. It's, it's also for the voters who like that false bravado that they saw yeah. in, in Trump, and uh, they love seeing it in uh, conservative politicians as well because they're out there saying they're watching this and they're going, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because in some way it's expressing what they feel, and so there are a lot of people out there who feel that way yeah i mean it may be directly uh, it may be directed at uh, the the people with the money but it's also directed at the voters who like that yeah. that false bravado well you have to believe i guess that some of those people simultaneously see those commercials and go yeah that's cool i should vote for that guy well at the same time going <laughs> hey you know what maybe we do need sensible gun control legislation here and that's one of the many <laughs> I, I many would, contradictions of voters I, I, in this country i would like to introduce a bill that prohibits politicians from shooting anything <laughs> that's and, exactly and right great idea i, I call is my first witness, Dick Cheney. Yeah, let's and also let's talk to Lauren Boebert while we're at it. Jesus oh, Christ. Okay. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, as you said, the Republicans are out there already spreading disinformation and and campaigning for the Second Amendment, uh, even as the body's cool. Yeah, I wonder if it's the same claptrap horseshit that uh, is represented in like, like that Lee Greenwood song. It's just another thing in the series of bumper stickers that are mm-hmm. appear to be holding the Republican Party together at this point because there's not literally nothing else but these little platitudes that the former guy farts into the world every time he's on Fox News. There- there's a segment of the electorate that clings to those bumper stickers. It's unfucking believable. Okay, well, let's talk about the uh, After Party podcast. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast for the week, but this one's a little different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the stuff we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our exclusive Friday After Party podcast for just $10 per month. And you'll also get two postmortem shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Great Matt Jaffe right here. This is a song called Strangers Again from his new album, brand new album called Undertoad. That's an unusual spelling of Undertoad. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-O-A-D. Like a frog, a frog, frog toad. And everyone who is an expert at amphibians just went, did you just call them a frog toad, Bob? And I said, yeah, I did. I don't know anything. MattJaffeMusic.com. A link in the description to support Matt Jaffe's work. And uh, bobsuska.com slash music if you want to submit. Okay, uh, let's see here. So, Tree of Life Synagogue, AR-15. Sutherland Springs, AR-15. Poe Synagogue, AR-15. Midland Odessa, AR-15. San Bernardino, AR-15. Waffle House, AR-15. Sandy Hook, AR-15. Aurora, AR-15. Las Vegas, AR-15. Parkland, AR-15. Orlando, AR-15. Boulder, AR-15. Hey, hang on. I'm, I'm I rest to, my case. I'm, I'm trying to find a common thread here. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's your point, Bob? Yeah, it's this goddamn rifle. It's like the it's like the Cadillac of rifles, and that's how they market it. You know, this is the thing. You go, to, you go to a gun store, and what do you buy? You buy the fucking AR-15 because everyone's got it. It's trendy. It's awesome. Go and get yourself an AR-15. You'll be supporting the Second Amendment and Jesus and we, God and the flag and no kneeling, we, and you'll, you'll hate Colin Kaepernick, and you'll want to shoot people. We sell the best poison on the market. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, speaking of poison. Oh, my God. Louis DeJoy is still around. How is Louis DeJoy still employed by anyone? Tick-tock, yeah. tick-tock. 
Oh, shit. Well, yeah. I mean, the good news is last week, I think Biden uh, delivered his nominees for the USPS mm-hmm. board. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that last yeah. week. But mm-hmm. DeJoy continues to try to sabotage the United States Postal Service. It's like he just oh, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't okay. give a shit. We're, we're now, exactly, we're now in the Trump, you know, the end of the, the final Trump days era of of DeJoy, of Louis DeJoy. Yeah. Uh, because now, as I said uh, when we discussed this previously, I think it was last week uh, that we had a full discussion, uh, I said, uh, Louis DeJoy had two missions. Uh, the one, the, the one he accomplished successfully first, mm-hmm. was to interfere in the election, the 2020 election. Yeah. Uh, but his second and biggest goal has been to destroy the Postal Service in favor of private enterprise. And he's going to try to do as much of that as he can on his way out the door. He's got to know now. He said he's not going anywhere, but he's got to know now that he is. So he's going to try to accomplish or destroy as much as he can between now and the day he walks out that door. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like Governor Lepetamine from Blazing Saddles <laughs> with the warped uh, paddle game. You know, this why do I always get the warped one? And he's doing this. <laughs> what the Republicans do is they sabotage government, and then they turn around and go, hey, look, this government's not working for shit. And it's right. just like, hey, everybody, look at how it's not working. And this, this is the, absolutely what uh, Louis DeJoy is doing. He's fucking up the United States Postal Service. So the word gets out. Everyone goes, oh, my God. This, and this is how it evolves. Louis DeJoy, is, Louis DeJoy is totally fucking up the U.S. Postal Service. That's yes. the word on the street right now. And before <laughs> long, the Louis DeJoy part is going to leave that observation. And it's just going to be people going, I don't use the fucking Postal Service because it's a goddamn mess. It's never your thing's if, never going to get to where it's going. If we don't act fast enough, yeah. yes, it, yeah. that could happen. Well, but, but, but that's I, but that's the that's the yeah. talking point now. That's that's how this gets virally spread through the population. Once you sabotage yeah, but, something, people then automatically mm-hmm. go, "Well, this isn't working," and then the blame for why unless, it's not working gets gets lost in the mix, and people just assume uh, it's not working, and then it goes unless, away. Unless, well, I don't know if it's going to go away. If DeJoy, if we get DeJoy out of there, yeah. uh, the Postal Service can be fixed, and fixing it will repair its reputation, yeah. uh, ma- making it work like it's supposed to, like yeah. it did before again, I think will be enough to bring people back, especially since it offers better rates. Well, part of his 10-year plan now includes longer first-class delivery windows, reduced post office hours, and higher postage prices. So, yes, come to the U.S. Yeah. Postal Service and pay more for getting less. Uh, That's yeah. Louis DeJoy's and awesome, awesome plan. Some of, the, some of these things can be reversed. Uh, they, yeah. they really can. And, you know, frankly, I've said this every, every, all, every postal increase, I've said this. Charge me more. You're not charging me enough. Mm-hmm. First of all, we rarely send letters anymore, uh, envelopes. And when we do... I don't mind paying 50 cents or a 75 cent stamp or a, a you know whatever a dollar stamp. I mean, it's a damn convenient service they provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I you know I don't have a big problem with rates until it gets into packages and that's serious. You and I have spent a lot on <laughs> package shipping lately. Yeah, we uh, have. This is strange. <laughs> but but uh, you know so yeah, that's a sensitive subject and it certainly affects the economy through Amazon and other yeah. other retailers. Uh, so you know I. I, I really really do think that we can save it in time. And if we don't save it in time, I think it actually can regain its reputation uh, by quickly reversing the destruction of Louis DeJoy. I really hope so, because it's now getting to the point where I think more and more people are just backing away from actually using it. And see, the goal, I think, is to... Uh, it's the uh, Grover Norquist theory. Let's let's make uh, government so small you can drown it in the bathtub. Let's uh-huh. sabotage the U.S. Postal Service to the point where its business is so small we can destroy it and replace we, it with some private, private uh, outsourced entity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And so the problem there, though, is that once you're paying FedEx rates or you're paying mm-hmm. UPS mm-hmm. rates or whatever other shipping company rates that are significantly higher, and you know we're not talking about hundreds of dollars by any stretch of the imagination. But it is more expensive to ship via FedEx and some of these private companies than it is through the U.S. Postal Service. And we still want seniors to be able to send shit. We want poor people to be able to send things to. And and I may have been too cavalier about about postage rates because for poorer people, who especially those who don't have online access, they're still paying their bills. Uh, with stamps, yeah, and and so you know uh, those things need to be taken into consideration, and wiser folk than I would uh, make that decision, right? And so this is 
I mean, kind of an example of what I'm talking about with regard to, okay, I'm going to fuck this all up. I'm going to sabotage the Postal Service and then turn around to my buddies and go, look, this thing doesn't work for shit. The same thing happened. That same process occurred with this bill that was passed during the Bush administration in which they've got all of these now billions of dollars, $188 billion in liabilities for pensions and so on. That was intended to sabotage the Postal Service. And now Louis DeJoy is going, hey, look at this shit we got to deal with. This is impossible. So fuck you, Postal Service. We're going to screw with the entire process. We're going to raise rates. We're going to slow down the shipping and make it even worse. It's just like a series of deliberate bad decisions intended to, you know, rip the guts out of the postal service. And it's a fucking shame. And the sooner this guy gets bounced from this job and hopefully sued within an inch of his life, the impact on receiving prescriptions, the impact on receiving paychecks, the impact on any number of important deliveries that should be made by the USPS on time and which didn't, that should be enough to trigger some sort of fuck you to Louis DeJoy in court. And the sooner that happens, the better off I think we'll all be. Stop. You got to wait, Mr. Postman. (laughs) Shit. Well, you know, I mean, look, I I sent you some things. I used FedEx. You know, I was just like, I'm not going to use the Postal Service because there are still a couple of Christmas cards that people sent to me that I still haven't received. (laughs) We are in March, for God's sake. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so frustrating. It was pretty bad during the election and during Christmas. I mean, screwed up Christmas. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? (laughs) Well, I mean, it was right in the middle of the pandemic, which makes it even more criminal, where we're all using the Postal Service even more than we did before. And, and during an election, he very much wanted Trump to win. Exactly. Uh, you know, and, and, and that part didn't work. I mean, he succeeded in interfering. He failed in his mission, and he screwed the rest of us in the process. And now, uh, and, and and what you were saying, uh, he's doing this, uh, destroying the Postal Service uh, so that private enterprise can prosper off of the failure of the Postal Service, which just happens to fit into the Republican agenda of shrink government until you can drown in a bathtub. That's right. So Republicans are happy to jump on board with him and support him, but it's too late now because now we we control the Postal Board again. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the Republicans shitting themselves once they uh, hear about this $3 trillion infrastructure plan that Joe Biden's going to introduce here. Uh, Well, they'll they'll hear it sooner with a new postmaster. Oh, my God. This is a a big fucking deal. Three trillion dollars Joe Biden's proposing uh, for infrastructure here. Plan's going to spend heavily on clean energy deployment, the development of other high growth industries of the future like 5G telecommunications. Uh Uh-oh, look out, Q. It includes money for rural broadband, advancing training for millions of workers, one million affordable and energy-efficient housing units. Uh, Documents suggest it's going to include $1 trillion in spending on construction of roads, bridges, rail lines, ports, electric vehicle charging stations, improvements to the electrical grid and other parts of the power sector. Uh, Price tag, we're looking at uh, upwards of $4 trillion since it includes several tax incentives like credits to help families afford childcare, encourage energy efficiency in existing buildings, and and so on. Uh, Hundreds of billions of dollars going to fight poverty, temporary tax cuts. Uh, This is a a big fucking deal, and Joe Biden's not wasting any time to, to infuse the economy with some more stimulus here, which I hope will lead to our uh, Roaring Twenties concept, right? This this is unlike anything any president has done before. Yeah. This is different than any president has done before. Uh, and, and I do know that a trillion dollars of the three trillion uh, will go to physical I- infrastructure, roads and bridges yeah. and those types of things. And the other two million are aimed at what they're calling human in- infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, those are covered by some of the things that you listed there. Yeah, and it's going to be offset by raising taxes on corporations, including uh, increasing the yes. 21% corporate tax rate and a variety of measures to uh, force multinational corporations to pay more tax inside the United States on income that they earned abroad. That's a really great idea and one that's yes. been a long time in coming. And I still mm-hmm. can't believe that they're getting away with it. But, of course, no Republicans are going to support any of this. But, you know, look, and the, the reason is, well, is because you know, they, might, they, they might actually uh, for two reasons on this. I, Republicans have always said, you know, bring our businesses home. And that's what that's what this does, what you just described there. Yeah. And also, 
I, I have to agree with what Rachel said last night. If you look at the overwhelming, first of all, you got a president who has a 55% approval rate. That's a good you have, point, yeah. You have a much higher percentage of people who support what he's doing mm-hmm. on COVID and, and, and on handling uh, those types of things. Uh, the the uh, stimulus plan, the, the COVID stimulus plan, uh, incredibly high support from the American people. Rachel's prediction that I agree with is that this infrastructure bill will also get that kind of grassroots support. Uh, so there'll be tremendous pressure on Republicans to go along. I can't help but think we'll pick up enough of them uh, to carry this through, uh, like I said, because it, it pursues their agenda of bringing home business and it's supported by their constituents, their constituents. And since there are tax incentives in here, uh, some tax cuts, this all affects mm-hmm. the budget. I wonder if they're going to try to do reconciliation again on this so they will only need 51 votes. But even if they don't, my God, reforming the filibuster, I, I, I want to see some action here. And I haven't really yes. seen much action along these lines, which makes me wonder where Chuck Schumer is on all of this. Because I feel like this is one of the things before they move a $3 trillion maybe $4 trillion infrastructure package that includes uh, tax increases on corporations and so on, getting the filibuster reformed so it makes it a little more difficult for the minority to, to pull these pranks on uh, on this legislation that goes through, to pull these stunts, I should say. Um, Biden's on board with reform. Yeah. Pelosi's on board with reform. I can't help but think that Schumer would go along under pressure. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, t- the time is now. Uh, the urgency yeah, is now. Because, they, and they know that, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I hope that they pass this and, and they don't have to go through reconciliation because, you know, if you can avoid reconciliation votes, it's probably the better way to go because reconciliation votes have a uh, a sunset uh, provision built into the process where they have to be renewed after a while. And it'd be a shame for this stuff to be only be temporary in some sense. But uh, so, again, this is something that they need to do. Uh, but even if they do pass it through reconciliation, I think it would still apply just based on what I've seen here. Uh, And of course, it would have to go through the parliamentarian to make the final word on that. But look, I think this is a great idea. And once again, we're seeing another nail in the coffin of Reaganomics, which I can't emphasize enough Mm -hmm. that this notion Mm -hmm. of trickle down has has finally been debunked and we're moving on from it because, of course, it does not work. It has never, ever fucking worked. And it's amazing that it's taken us how many 41 years to figure out that Reaganomics is a fucking sham. And uh, it should never have been launched in the first place. They should rename that airport in D.C. the Trickle Down International Airport. <laughs> uh, instead of the Ronald yeah. Reagan. I don't know if I want the word down, though, in the name of my airport. <laughs> well, if it only trickles, then you're going to be okay. True. That's true. Oh, speaking of uh, things in D.C., the issue of statehood is coming back yes. up. The yes. uh, Oversight Committee uh, held hearings on H.R. 51 that would give residents full representation in Congress. This is D.C. residents, two senators, one House member, rather than one non-voting House delegate. Residents' power in presidential elections would remain the same with three electors. And so this is not full statehood necessarily going through, but it's a step in that direction. And a step that I think needs to be taken at this point. You know what? I'd be I'd be in favor of full statehood, but I'll take this. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was hesitant for a while about D.C. statehood, only because of the uh, the framers of the Constitution, their original intention by creating a federal district that was not uh, subservient to a state government. From a federalism point of view, I thought that was a, a decent idea. But I think what you have is but a, impractical, you, impractical yeah. considering the population. Yeah. Well, considering the lack of representation, I think, is uh, that too. the yeah. key to all of it. And so what they should do here is you take all the residential parts of the district and you mm-hmm. make that a state and then you carve out uh, for the federal, federal district, a federal you, you, district you, you, inside the district. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So and I think what are they talking about in terms of a name for the state? If they eventually get to that point and it becomes a state, what would it be? Columbia? Is that it would be the state? I, of Columbia? I like that. The state of Columbia. I mean, hey, here. Yeah. This sounds like I mean, we're on to something here. Yeah. So we we uh, cordon off uh, the, the federal government property mm-hmm. and we make that the D.C. We make that the district. Yes. Of Columbia. And we make the rest of it. The state of Colombia. So it's the it's Colombia. And you know the coolest thing about Colombia? Colombia was the cocaine. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, uh, I, I was. 
Apart- the, the coffee beans? <laughs> Apart from the coffee and the cocaine, uh-huh. uh, the interesting thing about the name Columbia is yes. that, uh, according to Tom Hartman, Columbia is the goddess of democracy. And it was created, the goddess of democracy was created by the founding fathers as being sort of the goddess of American democracy. And the the statue at the top of the Capitol building, at the top of that Capitol dome, uh-huh. the golden statue at the very top is, in yes. fact, a pagan goddess of uh, democracy, Colombia. That's who's mm-hmm. at the top of the Capitol building. And right. so I find that fascinating, that we have a like a secular goddess representing <laughs> democracy in this country, as opposed to something more Jesus-y. Uh, she's uh, she's yeah. A, yeah, oh yeah, but she's a symbol of democracy. Man, right. We don't have to even attach an ancient religion to it. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, it, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to have a uh, an invented uh, Greek goddess <laughs> named Columbia. But the, the fascinating thing was if D.C. became a state, then uh-huh. you would have a state that was named after the goddess of democracy. And I think that's and, just and a not really affiliated, neat, yeah. not affiliated with the Columbia School of Broadcasting. <laughs> No, sadly enough, no. It's too bad. Or the record club or the broadcasting system. (laughs) All right, we're going to take another break, come back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! But uh, I'm going through another Paul Melanson phase this month. Uh, another song from Paul Melanson. Uh, one of his projects here, side projects, called The Arts and Sciences. This is called Fall Down from their uh, Hopeful Monsters album. PaulMelanson.bandcamp.com. We we should have we should have such side projects. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Why don't we get a band together, Buzz? Can you play anything? Is there? Do you? Do you I, a little ukulele. Ukulele. There you go. That's yeah, all you need. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. yeah, lots of uh, pop music with ukulele these days. Tambourine. How about cowbell? You can never have too much cowbell. I, I marched with a drum and bugle corps in a parade once as a fill-in bass drummer. Oh, uh, shit. Well, uh, let's see here. Sidney Powell is saying the quiet part out loud right now. Sure. They all do. You know, a lot of them do now. Yeah, she's being sued, of course, by Dominion Voting Systems over her remarks regarding the uh, (laughs) tabulation of votes in the election. And her defense is pretty amazing just from its brazenness. Her defense is basically like, Oh, you didn't expect anyone to believe that horse shit, did you? I mean, that's basically what she's saying. Yeah. That she, doesn't fly in a court of law, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane. She that she, she was just making it up. That's her defense. She was just. It, uh, it's amazing that anyone believed what I was saying at the time. Well, that's here, that is actually sometimes used in court. That you know nobody could have believed this. It was so fantastic. Yeah. That uh, I I cannot be held responsible. Uh, you know, that, that anyone believed this because mm. it was so obviously in jest. And there are cases that have settled out that way, but uh, clearly that was not the case or intention here. Yeah, in her move to dismiss, she said no reasonable person would conclude that those were truly statements of fact. 
And so I wonder if you're a red hat, if especially if you're an insurrectionist and you're you in, feel? and you're in a holding cell right now, how do you feel about this? Where mm-hmm. one of the people in Donald Trump's inner circle, Sidney fucking Powell, is saying that, oh yeah, it was all bullshit. Oh, you had bullshit. to be an idiot. You had to be an idiot to believe that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the kind of love that uh, they, they should have expected uh, to get. And I, I hope it does make them unhappy. Here's Sidney Powell back in November. This is about, uh, I don't know, 17 days after the election or so. This is Sidney Powell sounding like her voice is cracking up, like she's about to cry about how, how upset she is. regarding Sesco flashback. <laughs> Thank you. This is Sidney Powell in November. This is stunning, heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in. She's not talking about the insurrection, mind you. Once again, she's talking about the rigging of the election. That's what she's discussed. That's one of the most patriotic acts she's ever seen. And her voice is quavering in that dramatic way. (laughs) Yes, it is. In any way, shape, or form. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government. And we are going to take Mm. this country back. We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going Uh to prove it. Uh And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. And and now her line is... Yeah, that's all full of shit. I was yeah, just that was so a, full a, of shit. a joke. You can tell that that every comedian knows the joke structure there. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's clearly a joke. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, I should have put this at the end. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah. Oh, you, you could actually we could play it again and just drop those in along the way. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't. Well, I'm going to have to do a little bit of it now. You can't. Okay, you can't well, just put oh, that in my well, lap and expect me I, not to do anything. All right. All right. You, you go play. Okay. Stunning, heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. So my question is always: whenever something yes. like this happens, and it always happens, you know when. When Red Hats or Trump supporters or Fox News people, Fox News audience members, for God's sake, whenever they see something like this get debunked, and granted, the bubble keeps that information away from many of them, but mm. what goes through your head when you hear that information? Do you think it's fake I, news? Do you think, you, oh, you she's got to be wrong, she's got to be lying, she's got to be saying something to wiggle out of these charges, and that's why she's saying it? What is the excuse? Step step one, don't look in the paper. Yeah. Uh, don't look at the paper. And, and frankly, most people don't, regardless of political stripe, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. But but uh, conservatives especially, who've written off uh, the media, and a, a few <laughs> a few liberals I know, uh, who've written off the media, uh, then they turn to other sources, including, in the case of a conservative, Fox News, uh, OAN, etc. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's where they get their information. They will hear a completely different version a false version of the story and uh, believe that yeah, because that's what they want to believe. And uh, they won't see the facts, much less evaluate them. Now word may get back as you, as you said, I picture those folks in their jail cells. Uh, The word word may get back to them. that Sidney Powell sold them out. I hope it does. I I really hope it does. And it could uh, get back to them. I'm, I'm not sure because like I said, they limit their exposure to news. Yeah. Well, you know, I hope that on some level they're just going, fuck you. They're just screaming at their televisions when they see that come down. But on the other hand, I think what they're actually thinking is, Oh, well, she just has to say that to get herself out of trouble. Yeah, there's She's some of that, too. She's just saying it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she, there, I, I'm sure there's some of that. She doesn't really mean it, does she? I don't think she does. No, no. She was telling she the truth before, and now she's just trying to get out of the lawsuit. And that's the excuse. You know, you delude yourself in whatever way is possible, and there is no group of people in this country that's more deluded than uh, Donald Trump's Red Hat supporters. No doubt about it Amen. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, you know what? They're looking at charging some of these insurrectionists with sedition. Good. I'm glad you brought this up. Yes. Yeah. Justice Department has confirmed this, that they're looking at some people who conspire to 
quote, oppose by force the authority of the government or to use force to prevent or hinder or delay the execution of any law in the United States. And uh, they're saying that those uh, compose the charge of sedition in this country. And that's a pretty mm-hmm. severe set of charges coming down from the federal government. If I, 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 don't, want, I don't want the, the Department of Justice and the FBI coming at me with <laughs> charges of sedition because that's all she wrote. That'll be the end. That's the end of your life when that happens. Yeah, fortunately, there's a very careful definition of it. And, and uh, I understand now that many of the 400 people who've been uh, apprehended so far yeah. in that, that uh, insurrection mm-hmm. uh, are going to face sedition charges and that uh, former President Trump is among those being investigated. Oh, thank fucking God. Thank and, fucking and, God. and wouldn't it be significant? Yeah. If Trump were charged with sedition, as I believe he should be. Yeah, yeah. Instead, he's, uh, at, at this point, he's still going on Fox News Channel every other day. And, and pounding his golf clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love that. But at the same time, we hear from Sidney Powell that, oh, all that shit I was saying about Dominion, all that shit I was saying about the election, ah, it was all bullshit. You know, we hear this uh, and we see insurrectionists saying similar things. And at the same time, the Georgia House committee that is involved with uh, passing election reforms and so on uh, Mm -hmm. has passed this ridiculous SB 202 Mm -hmm. with all of these uh, election laws in them. Uh, It's been hastily pushed through that committee after a 93-page substitution added five days ago that it bans Sunday voting, prohibit people from giving water to voters standing in line, and other details that uh, only serve to disenfranchise Georgia voters. And it's all... all based on what Sidney Powell has defined almost literally as bullshit. Indeed. Uh, and uh, this is, we're seeing this in a lot of southern states. We're also seeing uh, red states go for uh, new abortion laws, mm-hmm. abortion restriction laws. And both of these bad developments, voter suppression and uh, freedom of choice suppression, yeah. uh, are occurring uh, at the state level. Let me repeat the most important work that you and I and the people listening to us have before us is to regain control of our state and local governments because that's where policy is being shaped. Mm -hmm. That's where uh, states are overriding cities. That's where states are suing the federal government. Uh, That's where states are passing uh, laws uh, to restrict voting and and to restrict a woman's right to choose uh, when they should be passing laws to protect people from guns. That's exactly right. And as we enter into the springtime months here and uh, through the summer into the fall, we've got uh, lots of local elections on the ballot this year. And just because it's a uh, odd-numbered year doesn't mean the elections that take place this year are any less important than the ones that take place on even-numbered years. And Maybe more so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, specifically based on what you were just saying, I mean, we've got local uh, governments up for election, uh, local politicians up for re-election and so on. You know, make it count. You know, use this. Because if we don't continue to turn out the vote in massive numbers like we did last year, then these guys are just going to continue the red hat uh, tidal wave is going to continue to spread across the country and you know it's really hard to yank out some of these incumbents in an era when you know we don't have uh, uh term limits on some of these posts yeah. you know what i mean yeah and 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 our problem here our enemy here really is disinformation because uh, there's a segment of the electorate out there uh, that will believe what it hears even when what it hears is false and yeah. that's why we're in a lot of the trouble we're in now and as I've said before, uh, the fix is education. Uh, if uh, they had been educated at an early age on how to spot a flim-flam, then uh, they would be less inclined to fall for them as adults, no matter how angry they might get. Yeah, yeah. And again, the the reasons for some of that shit, I, I, I wish we could pinpoint one or two of them, but seems like there's lots of reasons why uh, so many people have been deluded and duped in this country. They're, they're being uh, rapidly and uh, sy- systematically taken advantage of by the Republican Party uh, and the uh, entertainment complex that surrounds it and Fox News Channel and all the rest of it. I mean, if, if you've got guys like Donald Trump still turning up on Fox News Channel saying the same shit that he said back in November, December and January... Uh, it, it it never ends. Now it just seems like we're not looking anymore 
And so, therefore, they're starting to uh, crawl out of their fucking wormholes now. And uh, Donald Trump is doing exactly that. Spreading more of this disinformation that uh, led to the insurrection in the first place. In the meantime, progressives continue to win and progress. And uh, the the success of Joe Biden and the Democratic Congress so far has been remarkable and uh, notable. And we can take great pride and comfort in that and great optimism about what can yet be done. There you go. There's the upside and the downside of everything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I happen to be taking the downside uh, view we, these days, we, right? We have our roles. We know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. Uh, coming up next on the Postmortem Show, when this uh, music is done playing, we keep on talking. It's called the Postmortem Show. It happens on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Uh, I have a couple of things to say about this new Chuck Lorre show. Uh I don't, I don't want to reveal anything. I don't want to spoil anything. But everyone's been talking about this show called The United States of Al, I guess it's called. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, some updates on your taxes. Got a bit of uh, interesting news there on your tax <laughs> due been, date. Yeah. I've, I've been waiting for an update on my taxes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and let's see. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my shit. Well, COVID keeps getting worse. going to talk a little bit about COVID. It's There's... It's, new cases are up at least 5% in 27 states. See, I just, uh, I just, <laughs> I gave just him a screwed peep. myself. Yeah. yeah no, it. you didn't. You gave him a peek. Oh, there's much more. That yeah. is but the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's all coming up on our Patreon page. That's bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month and you get two post-mortem shows a week. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for supporting the show. And Buzz Burbank can be found at uh, on Twitter at Michael J. Elston. And uh, search for him on Facebook, too, Michael J. Elston. All you got to do is type Stop that by. in. Also works Stop. as Buzz Burbank, yeah. Stop by and say hi. Take care, folks. We'll see you uh, <laughs> on the Postmortem Show. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hold it. Don't nobody move. There's finally good news on the horizon. Vaccinations are increasing, and if we're smart, the end of the pandemic could be just months away. But... Between now and then, it's more important than ever to be careful. People are doing more traveling and socializing as they feel the risks are diminishing. So having the right mask, the best mask, to get past the finish line is absolutely essential. And now the NewDealShop.com has the gold standard N95 masks. These are NIOSH N95 masks. They have the best fit with headband straps, and they're FDA authorized to meet the strictest, most reliable standard for masks on the market. These N95 masks come in a box of 20, and they ship free immediately for you. Maybe you know someone who plans to travel and they're getting their family together for spring break. Well, if so, these N95 masks are an essential part of that plan. Go to thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com. Get N95 masks with free immediate shipping. There's a small supply in stock shipping right now. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get your N95 masks. Thank you.